inside the confines of a standardized curriculum box to a teaching and learning space that is more creative? And how can you make this leap in your teaching practice in an easy and more systematic way that doesn't create more work for yourself during planning sessions? This is what I'm hoping to accomplish with Get Off the Dotted Line, a podcast that gives elementary teachers simple step-by-step tools, guidance, and advice on how to make teaching more creative without sacrificing high-quality content, instruction, skills, and amazing learning potential for your students. I'm your host, Dr. Paige Hendricks, and together we will explore different ways to simplify your planning and add a lot of creative impact that is outside the confines of standardized curriculum and the dotted lines. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about independent reading. We have already discussed guided reading in episode 9 and shared reading in episode 10, and as part of a balanced literacy approach to teaching language arts, independent reading completes our process. I'm going to discuss what independent reading is, how it fits into a balanced language arts instructional approach, why you should incorporate independent reading time as part of your own instruction, and five creative, easy tips for making your independent reading super effective and worth the time in your classroom. So by the end of this episode, I promise you will have five tips for your independent reading time that you can implement into your classroom with your students. And stay tuned for the Cut That Out section of this podcast, where I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the tips we talked about and use them right away. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, this episode will help you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. According to Fontes and Pinnell, a key factor of independent reading is choice. Independent reading allows students the ability to exercise full control of the reading process, making it their reading process. Think about it. At many other times of the school day, students are reading what you as the teacher have selected for them or what is necessary to read to learn something in a content area. Independent reading time is like a breath of fresh air, a time when no one can tell a student what to read or why. It's all about them and they love it. Independent reading offers the opportunity for students to develop taste as readers and to read a large number of self-selected books on their own. It is as students read, enjoy, and interact with the text that they choose, they will become lifelong readers. Independent reading is when students read independently by themselves and at their own pace. For those students who are fluent readers, You may see them sitting in a corner of the classroom or at their desk reading silently to themselves. Students who are beginning or emerging readers, however, will often be seen mouthing the words or employ what I used to call whisper reading. Either way, it's independent reading. Whether you opt to set aside a special time for independent reading, like the popular acronyms 
SSR for sustained silent reading or DEAR for drop everything and read or whatever you're calling it these days, you can just make independent reading part of your library center, but the choice is yours. Know that the time spent on independent reading during the school day doesn't have to be long. At the beginning of the school year, I did it for about 10 or 15 minutes. You'll know it's time to increase the duration of independent reading time because your students will groan when it's over. That's about the time I began language arts centers in the classroom. The library center where independent reading occurred was 20 minutes during center time. Studies indicate that independent reading time increases the overall time students spend on reading each day. And obviously, that independent reading time is beneficial for developing students' reading ability. It offers the opportunity to develop habits, attitudes, and tastes as a reader, and it builds students' mileage and stamina as readers to promote a positive attitude toward reading in general. Total win-win. Independent reading fits into the balanced literacy approach to teaching language arts because it reinforces independent reading at an appropriate level, their level. This means that teachers should have a variety of book choices for students and find some way to direct students towards these choices during independent reading time. Some teachers organize a shelf into dot color-coded bins by author or illustrator or theme, series, genre, etc. I didn't have time for that, but I did have a divided bookshelf and I directed students toward particular books or stacks when I could uh, catch them going to the library center or having some time during the rest of the day where they just went and found a book to read. When I first started teaching, I had very few books for my students to choose from and no money to buy any at all. So here's a good example of how my books got to be and how students were able to choose them for independent reading time. Many of my books came from the school library or the paper ones that we made as a class or each student had made and put into a small box. And I found the students really gravitated towards the class books or the ones that every student made a page for and then we put them together on a particular topic because we had made them together. They were really easy to read and they felt good about always finding their own page. My next door colleague had a teacher's book on making small books and we circulated that around the team to copy and use with our students. So it was a book that had printout pages where each small book was based on a theme. For example, you know, the one about apples or Johnny Appleseed or plants or growing flowers or space or anything. And you can go over to Teachers Pay Teachers where there are different mini books for your students based on theme or content area or even blank ones that your students can write on their own. There's also websites like Story Jumper or Toondo that can help your students make and publish their own books. This is more of a process, but if you're wanting to incorporate technology and creativity into your independent reading time, this is the way to go. The link from Scholastic and all these other links are in the show notes. I probably mentioned this before, but one summer I worked next to a bagel place that sold soup during lunchtime, and the soup came from the corporate office in two-gallon tubs with lids. I scored one of these tubs for each of my students for free. They became their book tubs that included the small books that they had made, like from that book that we had circulated around all of the teachers in my grade level, and so that was an easy and cheap way to organize independent reading books for my students, and I'm sure you could find something just as easy and possibly cheap for your students as well. 
But however you organize and guide your students toward independent reading books, that's up to you. But a word of advice, don't let this process consume your day. You have way more important things to do. So if you need to get with a business or some outside person or even a parent who has stuff lying around that they're not using that could really house independent reading books, go for it. Find those people and get that stuff so that you can move forward on your day. So what do you have to move forward with in your school day? Like teaching your students how to select appropriate independent reading books for starters. Olhausen and Jepson came up with a Goldilocks strategy for this. Using the Three Bears story, teach your students to select a book based upon the story's model. Two easy books are short, with big print, have a lot of pictures, and have been read before by the student. A book that is too hard, contains large words the student can't really decode very well, is really long, with really small print, and will require some serious help from another person to read, probably you. And a book that is just right, looks interesting, is decodable, has been read probably by the teacher, but maybe by the student or another student, is by an author that the student knows, and needs maybe some help, but not a lot to read. I'll add the Three Bears strategy into the Cut That Out section handout, and it's on my website at pagehendricks.com. Then you can review it with your students and post it where they can access it over and over again. Even though students are free to choose any text for independent reading based on their personal interests, teachers should support learning how to make good book choices, what books students are selecting and why, and what the books they are reading are about through individual reading conferences or whole group mini lessons. Students can share their thinking through discussion and writing as teachers come alongside readers to support their thinking, their processing, and learning through these brief conversations or conferences or mini lessons or student book clubs. Whew, that was a lot of information about independent reading. So let me pull out the five creative tips so you can implement independent reading into your classroom right away. Tip number one, allow students to select a book independently based upon their interest, an author they like, or an illustrator they like, a theme, series, genre, whatever. Remember, the basis of independent reading is choice. Tip number two, make time in your classroom schedule or during center time for independent reading each day. This part of the balanced literacy approach to teaching language arts is so very important for students to develop fluency, independence, and a lifelong love of reading, so don't skip it. Even if it's only 10 minutes each day, it's 10 minutes well spent. So find a few minutes, name it something fun, and get busy reading. Tip number three, figure out your own way to organize the independent reading books in your classroom, but don't overthink this process or spend a lot of time buying and sorting your books because tip number four, teach your students the Goldilocks method of st selecting a book that is appropriate for their own reading level. And finally, tip number five, and my favorite tip of all, Model this behavior of independent reading by dropping everything and reading yourself. Just do it. For those students who may be reluctant, you'll have them reading out of your hand if they see you doing it too. Plus, you'll have something to lure them into a mini lesson or conference with you about what they're reading because you can use your book as a conversation starter. This tip, pure gold. So to recap, I promised you we would discuss five tips for your independent reading time that you can implement into your classroom. Here are the five independent reading tips again. Number one, independent reading is about choice. Number two, 
Make time in your classroom schedule for independent reading each day. Number three, organize the independent reading books in your classroom somehow. Number four, teach your students the Goldilocks method of selecting a book that is appropriate for their reading level. And finally, number five, model independent reading for your students. So there you have it. Five efficient and creative tips for your independent reading time to implement into your classroom. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, I hope these five independent reading ideas have helped you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. Before we part, this section of the podcast called Cut That Out is one I do every time. Here I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the five independent reading tips to think about, plan, and practice in your classroom. You can find the free handout on my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com, along with today's show notes. so much for joining me this week. To review key takeaways from today's episode and get the free handout, please visit my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com. Before we go, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more. Please subscribe to Get Off the Dotted Line. I can't wait to share another podcast with you. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Paige Hendricks, in today's episode of Get Off the Dotted Line. See you next time.